Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for Black Salad Review with your hosts. Great, great, novel, Uncle Saxon, and Uncle All right, we're on. Oh, God. Welcome just... to Rat Salad Review. What? What were you saying? Go, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rat Salad Review. We are back. It's a new week. And we still got the same uh, two people from last week. Welcome back, Pete. Peters. Thank you. And, nice. Uh, yeah, good. And, uh, <laughs> for the second week in a row. Second week in a row. And uh, welcome back, Uncle Saxon. Ah! Holy shit. He's fired. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everybody doing? How was everybody's week? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Same old shit. Yeah. Not bad. Snowed today, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you guys are going to get a big blizzard coming, right? That's what they say. Yeah, you gotta, you're going to be uh, you're gonna be in deep shit over there again, I guess, right? I ain't picking up trash tomorrow, I know that. What's that? But I ain't picking up trash tomorrow, I know that. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah, seriously. Greg's gonna still go after, uh, have to go to work, right? Oh yeah, yeah I'm probably gonna have to walk because they'll have the bus canceled in the morning. I get... <coughs> you, the bus I'm never cancels, Greg. You're lying like a mother. No, they can't. I mean, they cancel it fairly. Not really like cancel the whole route, but certain time points they'll skip if they're running real behind because of the weather. In certain locations. So they know you're there every freaking day. They're not going to cancel that. That's a guaranteed, uh, what, 225? Nope, because that half of the route is a lightly more traveled part of the route than the one that goes to the Mall of America. So uh, we're, we're bringing out our baseball bats going to MTC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm down with that. Yeah. And how's your uh, public transportation, uh, Pete? No, I don't stand anymore, and I give up on it. I'm tired of that Oh, shit. really? I started driving in every so often, and I said, fuck, man, I can't oh, wow. take it anymore. Really? Yeah. How's the traffic driving in now, though? Look, try me to have traffic, but you know, something happened somebody fell. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, um, yeah, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, the city sucks. You know? it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, But traffic is, is it's, it's manageable. Look, it's better than sitting, fucking being cramped in a in a train car full of fucking, you know, you know what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes you have to break, take a break from that. Yeah, yeah. I think you're better off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you do in between two evils? You know, so. Yeah. 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 What do you, hey. what do, you do? Uh, it's all right, if you like saxophones. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say, Pete? Uh, no, I don't know. I just heard something about saxophones. Yeah, I said New York's all right if you like saxophones. Yeah, yeah. Or what, that? what does or that mean? <laughs> what? What does that even mean? The saxophone song. What the hell's wrong with you? Uh, what? You know what? The thing keeps cutting out. You don't hear that? It's not cutting out yeah, on you? Yeah. Blame it on uh, me. It's John's fault. <laughs> it's... Poor John's fault. It must. It must be the glasses. I think the glasses are screwing up the whole show. Scaring the crap. Going the nerd views version. You're scaring all the kids. <laughs> all right. So anyway, I got some news this week. Not much news going on, as usual. There's nothing really too big. 
But uh, ACDC, uh, their longtime engineer, confirms band has been in the studio doing something. Apparently, they're uh, almost done with the new album. And it looks like everybody's back in the band with uh, Brian Johnson and Phil Rudd, Angus Young and Steve Young. Yeah. So That's awesome news until WAR walks in and destroys it all. What the hell is WAR? W. Axl Rose? Oh, he ain't coming there. Why would he go there? Who knows, man? You think he's jealous now? I, I think it's he's got a bit of Trump narcissism where he needs to be in the forefront because man. his band sucks now, and that is the way it is. He's always been like that, though. If he got a bug up his ass about something and he really wanted to do it, he would just show up like that. <laughs> yeah, he would, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would be three hours it. after, but... Yeah. <laughs> regardless of if they wanted them there or not and then he'd get all pissy and act like somebody did him this great injustice because they wouldn't give in to him standing there bullying them <laughs> I don't know I think you're talking about the old Axl Rose the new Axl Rose has changed it's changed now yeah. the new Axl Rose needs all the money for his plastic surgery so he's gonna do whatever it takes <laughs> Hey, um, unfortunately, there's a big difference between wearing nice clothes and being a genuinely nice person. And I don't think Axel understands that. But that is a nice jacket he was wearing in his new publicity shop. Oh, oh he's got a new publicity shop? I didn't see it. I don't know. <laughs> you just made something up. This show is about truth and facts. And I was agreeing with it, too. I was of course, like, yeah. I've seen recent pictures of him wearing nicer clothes, you know, that whole he's changed thing. He's still a piece of shit. He's just wearing a suit now. He's just Courtney Love 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If Slash can forgive him, I guess he might be all right now. I don't know. Uh, no. (laughs) Why, you think Slash is just as bad? No, I think Slash, you know, likes the dollars as much as anybody. And he he does have respect for his fans. And he does want to go out and entertain the fans, even if it happens to be with, you know, Satan himself. (laughs) That's pretty much what Duff McKagan said, too. Really? Yeah, Izzy's the only one that absolutely refuses. Yeah. Because he's got integrity, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He totally does. He doesn't need the money in it. You know, even if he did, I don't think he'd do it. I know, he's he was... been cool enough where he won't say exactly what happened and yeah. bitch about it. But he was going to come back to the reunion, but something something happened. I don't know if it was like a money issue or what, but uh... it might have been probably money. I think. Yeah, I think it was. Tell a mini Saxon story here, Greg. First time he arrived at my house for uh, Metal Up, what was that, 2009, 10, 11, I don't even remember. He had a Guns N' Roses patch on his jacket. First thing I did is turned him around, ripped it off, and threw it across the room. That's a true story, and I think I made an impact on the young man. Yep, yeah. He hasn't been the same since. No, we actually we actually hung it from my wall, just all shredded and shit. Yeah. Like a... Like a like a like a skull, so some kind of token of fucking victory. Skulls <laughs> <laughs> of my enemies. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there will be more Uncle Saxon stories to come, right, John? You got it, brother. I think you'll <laughs> like tonight's episode. You just tell me when to interject it. You can t- do whatever you want to do with this episode. I don't care. Yeah, I'm going to do it just, this episode, but I just want this stuff to flow. <laughs> you know. I like I said, I but throw shit at the wall and whatever sticks sticks. <laughs> That's how the show runs. <laughs> uh, I think we'll get over the Queen's right thing first, though. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh David ha- David Hasselhoff to record a couple of heavy metal songs for his next studio album. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy it, why not? Have you heard his other stuff though? I have. It's kinda catchy. Yeah, he has some pretty decent stuff, oh, man. Yeah. I didn't expect that, yeah. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, but he's a kind of maiden, too. He's a big fan of, of yeah, all, these, uh, all these bands. I, I didn't expect that from him. But Yeah, he's actually working with um, uh, Al Jorgensen 
and he's gonna. Uh, oh no way! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's uh, revealed cool, that man. he teamed up with DJ Swamp to remix Hasselhoff's uh, cover of Neil Diamond's "Sweet Caroline." Wow! And it, I wish I could put this up, but there's a picture of uh, Hasselhoff and Al Jorgensen together. I don't. Yeah, I can't get it over. I liked. Uh, I liked Jorgensen's oh. quote about it, though. He was. <laughs> Oh yeah, right here. Uh, it was the most surreal project I've ever been involved with. Uh, I don't. I didn't even have to take acid, and I felt like I was tripping balls. David Hasselhoff, <laughs> <laughs> David Hasselhoff has a new album coming out, some originals and some covers, and for whatever reason, and this is part of that still perplexes me that I haven't met David Hasselhoff yet. He decided I would be that perfect person to mix this. So it's like I'm game. I'll take the challenge. This would this this could be cool. And sure enough, man, as soon as I heard it, I felt like I was on some of Timothy Leary's best MDMA I've ever been on. <laughs> Did Timothy Leary actually have anything to do with MDMA? I have no idea. No, it was he, he was the LSE guy. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. Oh, the Hoff. The Hoff. Get your uh, get your get, do some research, brother. <sighs> What, not, he, you're not a fan of the Hoff? Oh, I love the Hoff. I think you would fit in perfectly with Revolting Cox. <laughs> I'm going to be, I, I'm going to definitely check that out, though. I, I'm very interested to see what he does. Yeah. Yeah. You better have a song on there called Night Rider, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't by now. <laughs> it's very shocking. Or at least the cover of Night Rider. Yeah, right. Something. Get up that eye, though. No, no, yeah, Night Rider by Queen Shrek, exactly. Right. I can't. Speaking of Queen Shrek, <laughs> I was just going for an early segue there, but whatever. <laughs> no, one more story left. Uh, Blue Oyster Cult. This is very cool news that I saw this the other day. Uh, to release first new studio album in nearly two decades. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. it's fine. Glad yeah. they're finally going to do it because for the longest time they weren't even planning on it. Yeah, yeah, they've been they've been touring forever ever since. Uh, shit, that, they didn't even really stop touring, did they? No. Well, like like Eric said, you know, um, even though they did Heaven Forbid and then Bad Channels and well, those two were in the '90s. Curse of the Hidden Mirror was like 2001, but what's Bad Channels? That. So that was that your last album, was- Greg. Is a soundtrack to a sci-fi. Oh movie yeah, yeah, yeah. With yep. a, uh, couple BOC songs on there, but yeah. uh, Buck did the score to it too. Hmm. So that orange-covered one that I just got—that was their last real studio album. Yeah. Which one was that? Was it called? I like it a lot, to be honest. Heaven forbid, right? You said. No, Curse of the Hidden Mirror. Oh, Curse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. The one on the the desert cover or whatever. Yeah. My neighbor died a couple weeks ago and he had it in his estate sale. So I just nabbed it for 50 cents and it's actually pretty good. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not Not one of my favorites, but it's still a good album. Yeah. Well, coming from fresh ears, you know? Yeah. I think if a lot of people went back and listened to it now, they would be uh, maybe feel a little bit better about it because. You know, back then, Bach wasn't really, like, who cared about Bach back then, you know? And who really cares about them now, honestly, but I mean, it's cool. Uh, and I, and I do. I like them. But. Oh. I think people were a little too hard on it, though. I mean, it wasn't really all that different from what they were doing on Heaven Forbid. No. And there, there's one or two annoying songs on it, but the rest of it's really good. I, just, I don't get the hate for that album. I just think a lot of people are missing uh, Bill Bouchard. I think that's what uh, I mean. That would be Al. Al Bouchard. Whatever. You know what I meant. <laughs> well, the the band they have going together with uh, Dennis from uh, the Alice Cooper group, yeah. Blue Hoops, really good. Yeah, that's not bad. My, a friend of mine, he's like uh, really hooked on them. He keeps trying to sell me on them. I, I like them. They're okay. Yeah. I like what they're doing, so I'm excited to see what Buck and Eric are going to turn out, especially since they've had this touring band for a while now, and they're yeah. really tight when they, they play. Are. So. Yeah. I yeah, actually so heard I... Eric Bloom just changed his name. He's got a new nickname called Fitty. 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 Yeah, so it's a Buck Fitty. Don't we already have a Fitty? <laughs> 
I love fitty. You don't need a fitty. I should start calling the drummer tree, and then they could be tree fitty. From the lock. Let's see. All right, different different levels. <laughs> Do I have audio now? If anybody's still watching. <laughs> now apparently I don't have audio and Pete don't have audio. <clears throat> I got really? your audio. Yeah, yeah you're, it's the live feed that sometimes messes up. I'm just going to turn these all on. All right, whatever. All right, so you want to tell us a little story, Uncle Saxon? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you a story. This is actually Dragon's favorite story. <laughs> and he's heard, he's heard what I've let him hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 1987, uh, one of my dads comes back into my life. A dude that I haven't seen in... Since I was two, so I didn't know the guy at all. Mm-hmm. And he actually, he just, he just happened to get transferred to Minneapolis. He was a Radio Shack uh, regional manager, and the regional manager for this whatever was Minneapolis. So he shows up, calls my mom. My mom calls me, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, Dean's in town. He wants to meet oh. you." I'm like, "Yeah, all right, whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm 18 years old. I'm, I'm all about me, you know." Mm-hmm. So we meet up. We meet up, and uh, he's got uh, my little brother and two little sisters with him, and he's preying on my, you know, my feelings and emotions. After the meeting, which was at a bowling alley, Elsie's bowling alley, um, he says, oh, you want to go to a concert with me? I'm like, sure, let's, whatever, I don't care, whatever. Ended up being Eric Clapton. I'm out here with hair out to here, leather, studs. (laughs) The big one of these on the back of my jacket, anarchy, you know. Um, I was not somebody you'd want to bring home to mama when I was 18 years old. <laughs> Unless your are mama you, was are, cool. you, are you now? <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> I'm really not still. Let's be real. Um, so we go see Eric Clapton, and we're like in the first deck. You know, we had really pretty good you know, uh, slight sight lines and Robert Cray opened and did, did, didn't do anything for me. Um, Robert Cray comes back on with Clapton and Phil Collins on drums. I'm going, I know that Phil Collins guy, you know, um, I had a little bit of classic rock knowledge when I was 18, not a lot. Um, so the show goes on my, my dad and his, my stepmom, they're just grooving the whole time. Everybody else is, you know, Float, dancing like butterflies, you know, because they're all on LSD. Oh, because yes. it's Clapton yeah. show. Right? This is 1987. <laughs> that's when that stuff was still pretty decent. Anyways, uh, Clapton comes out and for the encore. And the first note, the first note, everybody mad rushes the stage at the, at the Civic Center in St. Paul, Minneapolis. 19,000 people are trying to get on that stage just because he's playing cocaine. The place went from absolutely mellow, Woodstock, love you vibes, uh. to this, you know, Aah! and it got really <laughs> crazy, man. Oh. You know, people are wearing patchouli and, and sundresses, and, you know, it was, it, it, I went, whoa, what's happening here? This kind of energy I can get into, man. So after the show, we're in my dad's minivan, rolling in the minivan, and uh, he says, so, son, what did you think of the show? I said, you know, I, 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 I kind of got it, man. That was kind of cool. That you really did a, did me a service by taking 18-year-old metalhead punk Johnny to see, you know, one of your people's bands. I said, but now you got to go see one of my bands. He goes, set me up. All right. Next week is the Plasmatics, Impaler, and Vile. <laughs> Let's go. So the next week we went down to the, the infamous First Avenue. Um I brought him up to the uh the upper deck to watch Vile. I didn't know how to ease him into this thing. You know, I didn't know anything about the man. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Uh, other than the few things my mom told me, you know, he, he loved to trip acid when you know, when I was, you know, one years old, and she would lead him into a wall just to be funny, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're up in the in the uh, in the upper deck at First Ave. You know, First Ave isn't a big, but it's it's your typical uh, club. You know, it's got some space, but not a hell of a lot of space. It's not like a, a theater or anything. So um, Vile comes out. And Gilligan, who was the lead singer, you know, he was just going off. He was going off. And then he starts throwing what we had to perceive were used tampons into the audience. Obviously, they're covered in ketchup. But it was for shock value. You know, you're on the ticket with Impaler and the Plasmatics. you got to do something to make yeah. people remember. So I'm looking at my dad, you know, going, hey, what do you think of this? Used tampons. <laughs> That's okay. Son. <laughs> right. so we go downstairs when Impaler comes on. Impaler, back in the day, used to bring a girl out on a slab, yeah. all tied up, and uh, Bill Lindsay would rip the entrails out of her and start eating the entrails. You know, as the band, you know, is lighting themselves on fire, and the, you know, the whole light show, and ah, and then the skulls would come out. It was, you know, it was pretty shock. You know, the PMRC, Tipper Gore hated Impaler. So, you know, it's a good thing to have. And I look at my dad, I'm like, yeah, so what do you think of this band? (laughs) Yeah, I kind of dig it, son. Oh, Oh, man, this ain't going the way I thought at all. (laughs) Did he have his uh, earplugs in the whole time? (laughs) No, we didn't really know what earplugs were in 87. (laughs) Well, he didn't. I didn't. I still don't. So the plasmatics come on. I'm going, okay, this is the thing that's going to blow his mind. Yeah. I'm in the pit, and I'm just moshing. I'm, I'm moshing heavier than I've ever moshed in my life just to get some reaction out of this, you know, I guess he would have been 38. This 38-year-old man, you know, show me some love for my metal community, my punk rock attitude, and you know. He, um, I'm, I'm in the pit and I look around, where the hell is he? And he was like a six foot three string bean, right? Right. Let's just say there's a reason for that. I look around, he's at the front of the stage, banging. I'm like, no way! <laughs> My old man's at the front of the stage, banging. Wendy Williams puts her foot on the, on the uh, monitor, reaches uh. down, she's singing to my dad. Uh. The song it was, doesn't matter. My dad went, wah, wah. <laughs> my all-time hero. <laughs> the end of Uncle Saxon's true story, part one. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> it's cool. Very cool. At least you got to do something like that with your father. My father, if I told him to go to a concert with me, he'd, he would not do it. No, wouldn't happen. Never. I was lucky he came to, when I had a band, uh, he came to one of my shows. And that was like one of my last shows I ever did. And I was in the band for 13, 15 years. <laughs> he never came to my stuff. <laughs> Were you guys just not that good and he knew it? or Probably. <laughs> no, he just don't. He just don't like my music. He hates it. Uh, it's not. What's that? Most parents wouldn't anyway. So no, no, not at all. Well, that's story though, because I mean, your your dad went along. That, that was cool. <laughs> that was nice. What's that? I'm saying uh, John's dad. That was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't hear that. You don't hear that much from parents. <laughs> I mean, he grabbed Wendy O. Williams' tits. That's the best thing. (laughs) (laughs) He became a saint that day, whether he knew it or not. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but that's hopefully one thing I'll get to do with my kid one day is take him to a a good concert. Hopefully he don't listen to shitty music. We'll see. You mean you didn't enjoy the Wiggles? (laughs) (laughs) We didn't go see the Wiggles. We are going to see um we're going to see Peppa Pig though. <laughs> I think in like July. You should check out Poo Poo Kangaroo if they get into your neighborhood. That's uh that's actually a talented. Yeah. Band. 
What is it? Coo Coo Kangaroo. Coo Coo Kangaroo. Never heard of it. Yeah, look up some of their YouTube stuff, man. You'll they the the cool part is mm. they've actually got a kids show, which is you know dance along stuff, yeah. and then later at night they do an adult show, which gets getting pretty raunchy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of unique, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll yeah. check it out. All right. Okay. Well, you want to go to tonight's topic? Man, this show's going way too fast. Sure. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I had something I was uh, <clears throat> gonna mention after Queen Trike. Why? Huh? Why after? I could do it before. Yeah, I just went back and I've been listening uh, to the uh, less light maiden stuff lately. A lot of it's uh, better. I got a booger in my nose. My wife said I got a booger in my nose. Do I got a booger in my nose? (laughs) (laughs) Did I get it? Is it gone now? It's gone. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah, good. <laughs> All right, sorry, uh, sorry, cool. I interrupted you, Dragon. So that's great. The good stuff. That's JB. Hey, right. what's up, JB? Tell him to get on Skype. We'll have uh, a fifth guest on here. <laughs> I got my headphones on. <laughs> no, uh, just some more juice. Thank you, brother. You got a a, a servant in there. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I said servant. I didn't say anything. I didn't mean that in a bad way. A butler. Can I should we, have said butler. Uh, can we go to commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> we'll be seeing you uh, Saturday, Noggle, by the way. Dragon. Dragon. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, I got all weekend off, so. All right, continue. Maybe we should tell tell the boys what we're doing. What are you doing? We're going to go see Repo Man, the best punk movie ever on the big screen. (laughs) Never heard of it. I heard of the wrestler. Five millimeter. You don't, you've never seen Repo Man with the the greatest actor of the three. Your connection really went bad. What did you say? Well, I said the greatest actor of the 20th century. Who's that? <laughs> Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Huh? No, <laughs> I'm not going to see that. It's not, not here. Ah, it's dude, it's a great movie. Uh, the Circle Jerks are in it. Dean Stanton plays a great role. It's, uh, Have you ever seen Repo Man, Pete? It's kind of like a surreal comedy. Circle Jerks. I always check that out. Yeah. yeah. Wow, you guys are lame. You you be all, yeah. We didn't live the life you lived. <laughs> wow, you true. guys. We're very boring. <laughs> <laughs> Is that but, true? Where do you guys just live? Wayne, Wayne, I don't even know where you live, man. You sent me CDs like a thousand times. You don't remember? <laughs> New York. Long You're Island. You're one of a thousand, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Long Island. Long Island. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember now. Yeah. And Pete's your neighbor? Uh, oh, no, I'm in Queens. Well, I'm, I'm about uh, an hour and a half away. No, an okay. hour and a half. It's an hour. It gives me some, some perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah, he's more boring than I am, though. See, he's only got, like, a, a weird picture on his wall. Yeah, but he's got a cute wife. <laughs> yeah. Just bring her in every now and then. You'll make the make the show a lot more entertaining. <laughs> Oh, I, I brought props on a few times. You did. <laughs> you're, on the, you're on the intro with the, your uh, pillow buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, deep down again. All right, finish your story. Uh, the lighter maiden stuff, right? Oh, yeah. All right. No, nah, so I went back and I would just, uh, I went through No Prayer for the Dying, Fear of the Dark, X Factor, Virtual Eleven, and, uh, well, I listen to Brave New World and Dance of Death as well, but I love Brave New World. That's a great album from them. Really? Yeah. I think, but, um, I think Pete's great. falling asleep. You That's know, me. a couple of those records, I mean, they're really mediocre for Maiden, but they 
still be great if they were by anybody else. Hey, I like X Factor. I still think that's one of the best Maiden albums. I like it too. I mean, I don't think it's one of the best, but I, I like it. I like yeah, it's it. good. Yeah, good. A uh, little, little samey. I don't think it's one of the best, but it, I do like it. Um, I like it because it's very dark. The worst one of the whole group was, without a doubt, No Prayer for the Dying. Oh, I, I disagree. I, I like No Prayer for the Dying. <clears throat> I like that one. Anything after No Prayer for the Dying is unlistenable to my ears. I mean, up to today. Even yeah. uh, Fear, Fear of the Dark, you didn't like it that either? Okay, Fear of the Dark. Yeah. After that, well, that's everything better. sucked. I mean, really, the only one I really super strongly endorse after the original run is uh, Brave New World. I think that one's right up there with, like, Peace of Mind and Power Slave. Yeah. That's a I really good Man record. Yeah, Brave New yeah. World. Wicker Man, Ghost of the Navigator, the title track's a good one. Um, Fallen Angels, a really good song. The whole really? album's good. And, yeah. and that's like the best produced Maiden album ever. Yeah, the, there is one song on it I don't like. I really don't care that much for Nomad. It's a little too long. Oh, yeah, I like that one. That's weird. It's a, it's got a weird vibe to it. I like that one. Nomad like 150 times in the song. Yeah. What's that? What did you say? Nomad like 150 times in the song. Well, that's that's uh, that's based on <laughs> yeah, doing that. He really wanted you to know that that guy was walking through some desert sand. You're going to two long, proggy songs. Yeah. yeah. Out of it's the silence right, huh? by, by contrast, though, is great. And that one's like nine minutes long, too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that one's okay. That's my least favorite off that album. Really? Yeah. Yep. I think um, <clears throat> Fallen Angel and Ghost of the Navigator are probably the best two songs. Ghost of the Navigator is lost. I'll give it to you. Yeah, that is a good song. I'll give it to you. You got oh, it. Yeah. There's, there's songs on No Prayer as well, though. Like, you know, Public Enema Number One, Run Silent, Run Deep, but... There is some shit on that record, man. Like Fate's Warning, The Assassin. I really don't I like care. The Assassin. Ah, that song sucks. No. Like, then, I, then it grew on me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like it at first, but then it grew on me. That, that was a little, uh, And yeah. Tail Gunner's good for what it is. It's a Tail Gunner's a great song. Mm. Uh, Bring your daughter to the slaughter. That I didn't like at all. Still don't like it, yeah. I liked that when I first heard it. Now I'm yeah. not crazy about it. Uh, I've you never been really crazy about it, but I do like Maiden's version. Um, actually, I like the B-sides to that record better than the actual record. Yeah. What was on the B-side? I can't remember. Uh, it's all covers. Communication Breakdown. Oh, I hate that, that cover. <laughs> that cover uh, sucks. I hate when they do covers. They did. They do Kill Me, Suswire by Golden Earring. Um, yeah, I don't like that one either. I love their cover of that. That was great. All right, Wayne, if you if you did like an Iron Man cover, what would it be? Cover? Um, that they've actually done, though. They did uh, a Thin Lizzy cover, right? Um, yeah, they one? did Massacre with the Yes, music. yeah, that was, a, that was a good one. And uh, that's probably it. Wow. Oh, no. What, um, is Reach Out a cover? Reach Out's not a cover, right? I don't remember. Well, Reach Out is actually from Adrian Smith and Nico McBrien during the Somewhere in Time era. Had a separate side project band called The Entire Population of Hackney, which was basically Adrian, Nico, and then a couple guys that would end up being in the Adrian Smith project. Mm. And Reach Out, Juanita, Sheriff of Huddersfield, and... um, Oh, what the hell's the other song? That Girl. Those all started mm. off as entire population of Hackney songs. Okay. But all that stuff started off life as stuff that him and Nico were writing together for the Somewhere in Time album that they thought didn't really fit what Maiden was trying to do with the record, but they still wanted to get it out there. Mm. 
Oh, wow. And then they, they did a uh, Jethro Tull song, too, didn't they? Valkyrie! Um... From Peace of Mind. Yeah. yeah. Which is their best B-side ever. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. So that one and, and the Massacre Thin Lizzy cover is good. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know. He's got a sound maker over there. And he's trying to play it off like he doesn't. Hold on. I've only got one thing to say about that. What is that thing? It's a Monty Python foot. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. And that, ladies and gentlemen, you will see more of every week on Rat Salad Review. Yes. Until I get fired. Yeah, until you get fired, which is very soon. Watch us on YouTube and watch us on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, two weeks, not bad. And you can hear us on Spotify. Where else are we on? than most of my girlfriends. <laughs> so we're just going to skip the Queen Shrike record then? Yeah, we're over. Show's over. Uh, <laughs> no. Queen Shrike. Uh-uh. The verdict. Would have had my vote. Yeah. This is actually the box set. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Got some deluxe two CD edition, limited to 9,000 copies. So if you didn't get one, you ain't getting one because there's only 9,000. What, uh, for the what new album? album? <laughs> yeah. Comes with what? a magnet. Uh, what, Greg? No, I was asking what came with it. Uh, I'm showing you. Yeah, I. Can you give no. me a minute? I got, I got a lot of stuff here to show. Just give me a second. Well, then do it and shut the fuck up. All right. Just I, please show the thing in the box, please. Mine too. I have my last the other week. I don't know about Noggle. <laughs> I'm not showing what's in this box now. You ruined the whole shit. Oh, the magnet. Do I start over? There's a magnet in the box. Okay. See, it has the magnetic strip on the back of it, so. It... All right. There is a. Uh, whoops. There's what I thought was a pin, but it's actually a, a bottle opener. Oh shit. Oh, that's pretty cool. Slick. All right. A patch. Nice little patch. Which oh. I'm, I was talking to people about that at work the other day. We were talking about uh, denim jackets, and I was saying how big they actually came back now with, with the, actually, uh, the metal crowd. And they kind of didn't believe me about it, but everybody's wearing uh, their patches and denim jackets now to the concerts again. Hmm. Which is kind of cool, and I'm thinking of making another one myself, but I don't know. I, I've got a work shirt that I put <laughs> all my battle gear on. Oh, yeah? Which I think is pretty unique, man. Yeah. They call me the working man. I guess that's what I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. The album. And then... Uh, Fly by Night? No, the Rush, Rush, Rush. Rush. Yeah, Rush, Oh, Rush. the album. Oh, I thought I was asked, being asked a question there. No, I'm showing what's like, in the box. Oh, that's the second CD, yeah. Right. This or... is a, a bonus CD. <laughs> Bonus CD, alright. Bonus CD. It comes with uh, a couple bonus songs. Nine bonus songs. Actually, the last uh, four are live recordings that were on the first EP that they did. Not the uh, one with Jeff Tate, oh. but the second EP that they did with uh, Todd Latour. Alright, that's cool. Yeah, it's got some uh, 2018 uh, studio recordings and some studio rarities. So, it's a cool little box. Well, I I actually bought... better than uh, the actual album. That's my two, point, two cents there. I... I didn't get to listen to the second uh, CD yet, so I can't comment. Uh, but I bought that one, then I bought another one that came actually autographed, and then uh, when I got it, the um, I guess it got bent in the mail, so the the it was a digipack, so the freaking plastic thing that holds the CD in there was all cracked and everything, so that pissed me off, so then, and then I bought that thing. Oh. Yeah. So, what's everybody's thoughts on the album? And apparently Uncle, jo- Uncle Saxon, Uncle John... Uncle Saxon does not like this album. Not a fan. Not not for except for one song, the uh, propaganda, whatever it was called. Yeah. That was kind of cool. But yeah. it started out. It's how do you, who starts out an album like that? Why they ain't Pink Floyd, man? That's yeah, the first like. song is awful. I thought so too, but then it kind of grew on me. And that's actually their first uh, video. 
is for that song. Yeah, wow, was, there's a there's a misstep. <clears throat> what, Pete? I wasn't hot on the first song either. I mean, I liked it uh, after the chorus. I started getting more into it, but yeah, it's not. It wasn't. I wouldn't have started off with that song. Yeah. <clears throat> either. It doesn't sound like Queensryche. It, it's um, actually on every Queensryche album. I think always usually the first song isn't really that great. There's a couple albums that have really good first openers, but this you know this kind of follows a pattern of them not really having yeah. great openers for their albums. But I don't know. It's it's grown on me. The more and more I listen to it, I I like it. And then when I saw the video the other day, I kind of it kind of clicked with me a little bit more. You know, the right, I'll, I'll, I'll check out the video. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, Pete? Uh, screen falls uh, while you were talking. I didn't get to hear what you said, but oh, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, we'll just. Yeah, I'll <laughs> tell you. I'll tell you secretly later on. Yeah, tell me later. I'll text it to you. <laughs> it was a good album. I, th- I thought it was good. Yeah. <laughs> any any favorite songs off it that you uh, came across? Uh, you know, I listened to it twice. Um, I, I don't have it in front. Of me. If I did, I, there was a clip I really liked. Like more, I like the entire album, but there was a couple of songs that I really did like. Yeah. Just carry like what? Uh, titles. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to take fucking uh, notes down. Uh, That's the whole fucking point of this goddamn thing. Propaganda fashion. I thought it was a cool song. <laughs> yeah, I know. We went through that already. <laughs> All right, well, I'm... He couldn't hear sense. that, though, because your screen was frozen, so he didn't know. Oh, he didn't know? All right, not those screen froze. I don't know what you okay. said. Use the, use the freen scrolls as an excuse. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Greg? I um I went into it with very low expectations and I ended up really liking most of the record. It's, um reminds me a little bit of Rage for Order era Queen Trike and uh Todd sounds great with him, certainly. He sounds more like Jeff Tate than Jeff Tate does at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'll but, give him uh, that. But Rockenfeld's not in the band anymore, right? No. No, and that was one I think thing. that makes a difference. I really do. <clears throat> that was one thing that really confused me at first because, and actually after reading the interviews with Todd, I understand why he played the drums the way he did, and he mostly plays it like Rockenfeld would, but I was getting confused because there's certain parts on the record where it's clearly him playing it, but I didn't know Scott was out of the band or anything. So I was like, what the hell? Did they get somebody to mimic him or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he left. He basically left because his wife had a baby, him and his wife, and then um, I guess he never really got back in contact with them or something. That's what they say. Which is oh, kind of weird because wouldn't like you... That? What's that? It was something easy like that? It wasn't no animosity or nothing? No. He just no. went on, I guess, maternity leave and then uh, he never really talked to the band. Apparently they never talked to him either. I hope they said, you know, congratulations at least. Jesus. It's kind of weird. There's got to be something behind that because it's you don't be. just dismiss one of the greatest rock drummers slash Hard rock drummers <laughs> yeah. to ever grace vinyl, man, because Rockefeller really is truly one of the best rock drummers ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. big time. Yeah, definitely has a unique uh, sound in his drumming, and you can definitely tell when he's not on the album. I'm not even a Queensryche fan, and I'll admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, no, the only one that re- uh, ended up being able to get in touch with him or I guess the only one he would talk to was Michael Wilton and Michael said it was a really short conversation and all he really said was he gave him the green light to record the drums with Todd and put the album out hmm. yeah there's, there's got to be something else behind the story they just don't want to say they probably don't want to bring up more drama because they went through enough with Jeff Tate as it was you know yeah, yep. bring them more they, they want drama level to be lower than Tate's level. Mm-hmm. Well, despite the new baby, I believe I read something about him and his wife were getting a divorce. So I'm I'm thinking everything might not be kosher in his personal life, which sucks. And I hope he can get it sorted out and get back to the band. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, now they got uh, Casey Grillo from uh, Camelot playing drums. 
And yeah. he's pretty good. He's very similar to uh, Scott, I, I believe, <clears throat> like in his playing. You know, what I was curious about too. I was wondering because I didn't know because when I did a quick search, I didn't know that Todd actually played. I I noticed drums and Prince is next to him, but I was like, wow, yeah. he plays the drums on the album. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering why it was him. They couldn't. Was there a reason why he he took drum duties rather than find someone else to do the drum duties? Yeah, um, money. It's because um, he gets double he, money, man. Yeah, he gets double well, money. It was more because they wanted the album to sound a certain way, and he played the electronic drums on the demo tracks before they had talked to Scott, and they didn't know if he was coming back or not. Oh. So when they were tracking the demos, he tried to play it like he thought Scott would play it. And the band really liked it, and they just they had a long talk about it, and ultimately they decided that's how they wanted to go forward because they felt it wouldn't sound as much like a Queen Shrike album if they used uh, the guy from Camelot. I can't remember Casey Grillo. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did some research, Greg. Yep, yeah. I'm really impressed. Yeah. Uh, I was really curious about it because I really liked this record, the second song, Man of the Machine. Or yeah. I, re I really think that's a, a classic. That sounds like, right, that sounds like a Queensryche song. Yeah. yeah. There's very the few... Um, on my record. That was a what? That was the ninth track on my record. Really? Where did did I record it backwards? Probably. What was your first song? Portrait. No, that's not. I don't know why yeah, I didn't like the first song. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, first song serious. is Blood of the Levant. 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 Whatever. Ah hell. <laughs> well, that ain't cool, man. No, you got no to. No wonder I hated the first song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is a weird song to start off with. It's it's like a ballad. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, now I get it. I can't. We can't see that. No, we can't see the the. the oh, it's the title. Yeah, the title. So we're coming up. All right. Well, where'd you get whatever. that from? <laughs> Got it from you, brother. From me? Yeah. I don't know. I sent you the same thing, Pete. Didn't I? Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's yours, all in order, right? Yeah. Yeah, mine came out fine. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. That's weird. Yeah, Uncle Saxon's just not used to the technology. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, Uncle Saxon's just a moron. Now i got to listen to this shit backwards just to have a, <laughs> have a real opinion. <laughs> well, my real opinion is, to be honest... I just still heard all the songs, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But if it was a concept album, I would... I'd be, like, standing on top of my head right now. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. would be a little weird. It's not a concept album, though, so that's it's all right. All right, one through ten, what'd you guys give this album? I give it an eight, because it's got that old uh, Queensryche sound. I, I think it fits in between, like, maybe uh, The Warning and Empire. It's kind of got, like, both of those sounds in there, and it's it's good. It's got some cool new stuff that they really haven't done on older albums, but then it also has stuff that, ha that they do on the older stuff. So it's a good mixture of, of uh, everything that they've done over the years. So I think eight is like, that's good for them. The songs, I don't know if the songs are like um, going to be as memorable as like their older stuff is. I don't know if this is really going to hold up later, like a couple years down the line as the other stuff does. But for now, I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's good. It's eight for me. If we're going to rank it. Pete. I, I, would, I was... I was thinking 8.5, actually. I, I did like this album, and it did have that mix of... I did get the feeling of some old... Yeah. A little more excitement since the last album, too. It just sounded yeah. a little... Or, I can't really explain it. Um, It's just a little more... A little more energy. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it's a good album. I, I really enjoyed it. It's it's old and new and just evolved. Mm -hmm. I, I hope they continue this route. Maybe a tinge more classic Queens Rike. I'd, I'd be totally happy if they added a little bit more of old uh, Queens Rike. Yeah. Otherwise, very good. Eight point five for me, man. I love this album. Very good. What about you, Dragon? I'd go a seven. 
Seven. Because I, I did really like it, but I wish it was a little bit more in the vein of classic Bleach, right? Because mm. there were the couple of songs that I don't like, I really don't like. I think mm. they're pretty bad. So. What song don't you like? Well, like, what's what's one of the ones that you don't like? Do you know off the top uh, of your head? Blood of the Levant. You don't like that song. Horrible. I Why is it so bad though? I don't. I don't think it's that bad. I thought at, at when I first heard it, it was like, eh, because it sounds a little off. Just some of the the verses don't sound right. But that's that first. Sound weird. The timing in the song isn't all that great. I just. I don't like the vocal melodies in it. I don't like the way the guitars sound. It's hmm. it's not put together well at all. Yeah. yeah, that's how I felt when I first listened to it. But it grew on me. Yeah, huh. that's what happened with me too. I didn't like it at first. But actually, since I talked about Maiden earlier, it's... One of the uh, opening songs I dislike as strongly as Invaders from Number of the Beast. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. stand that song. I think everybody hates that song. I, don't I like love it. that song. Yeah. Oh, of course he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't see you guys at all. Can you see me? Yeah, it's good enough. We don't have to see <laughs> No, now you're sideways. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> oh, it's... God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys, are, you guys are off my path here. Yeah, well, I mean, what's that? I can't see that. Uh, what is that? It's that's what turned me into. I I like the song after the lies, feeding lies. I love when he does that the second time around. That just seems yeah. to me. Yeah. Anybody ever, anybody ever tell you you have the voice of uh, of uh, of Fergie <laughs> and Jesus? Michael Kiske. Yeah. <laughs> We are the rip. Yeah, I like this one, man. I like it. Sing that again. That was beautiful. Uh, I will. Reading <laughs> lies, boosting up the rebels. What the hell's going on over there, Sax? Um, I, I think I'm on, man. Am I on? You're on. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're just on to the side. <clears throat> Oh, I, I need to go like this? Yeah, you got to go sideways. There you go. There I am. Well, now I'm just going to hold it. I'm not going to prop it yeah. up against the you're gonna have to get a. You're going to have to get a We're selfie stick. We're almost done anyway. Yeah. All right. What, what are you going to... What? Oh, you gave it seven. All right. What did you give the album, Saxon? I'll abstain, man. <laughs> I'll abstain since I've heard it backwards. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's... I, that's I, I, now I have to listen to it. You know, correctly. Listen to and it again. I just figured out what I did with my iTunes. I, you know, I hit the date added. Uh, I was going to say, I bet you did something like that because uh, that's what that does. Yeah, well. Oh, damn. Uncle Sax is more concerned about, uh, you know, social justice and, you know, immigration. Thank <laughs> you. <And> uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I will get this YouTube thing figured out. Yeah, we all will. We've been doing this show since uh, what October, November, and I still haven't yeah. figured out how to broadcast it correctly without nope. <laughs> any ups. Uh, one day, maybe next year. Perhaps <clears throat> there's a there's a song in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm writing it right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. I would say, uh, for me, go buy the Queensryche album. Is that kind of like a unanimous uh, thing here? Yeah, I'd say definitely say pick it up. What are you? What the hell's he doing? What am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> that was just a segue prelude to the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is the Queensryche album, The Verdict, which actually they, they had a, um, when they were doing the pre-orders and stuff, they had this really cool shirt, and I wish they would have used that shirt's uh, cover, um, not the, the image on the shirt for this album cover, because this, this album cover is kind of, eh. the other one looked a lot better, it's like a skeleton kind of thing with oh. kind of the same, but it was a lot better looking, but they didn't do it, but so that's whatever. Okay. 
So that's it. Go buy the Queensryche album. Uh, check out our other shows. Uh, we are on YouTube. Uh, stuff runs on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash groups slash rat salad review. We are also on Twitter at rat underscore review. We are on uh, as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and something else. I don't remember what else. And we also have a website, which you can see on the bottom, is uh, ratsaladreview.com. Everything is on there. After the show is over, I upload everything, and uh, you can watch everything and listen to everything and go back and check out everything. And also, on our website, we have the links to all the previous shows and all the guests and everything that we've done so far. So, And through your donations, God willing, we'll be able to remain on PBS because Shining Time Station is whipping our ass in the ratings right now. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't be afraid to donate. <laughs> and we're gonna be bringing back you know you album versus so album, man. We are actually, yeah. I want to talk to you guys about that. Um, <clears throat> we'll talk about it afterwards, but uh, I think we're gonna have some extra content because uh, I don't want to make this. Sh- yeah, I don't want to make the show like three hours long. So I think we're gonna do some other stuff on the side. So this way we have some more content on on YouTube. You can watch some shorter videos and stuff like that. So. Because I know sometimes the hour-long video a little hard for some people to watch, but whatever. I'm on it, man. It should be easy on the eyes. Yeah, real easy. Turn the lights off. It'll be easier. <laughs> no, man. He, he is cool. <laughs> he is the breeze. He is the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any final words from anybody? All right, don't all speak at once. Somebody give me a doctor. Somebody give me a shot. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I got to say. You got anything, Pete? No, that's it. No, all right, good. See you, Pete. See you guys next week. Oh, and next week we will have the Nightmare Stage. We're going to have one of the, um, the keyboardists from the Nightmare Stage. So come back next week, and uh, we'll see you then. Oh, good. Those are my favorite. That's my favorite part of the album, the keyboards. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice haunting melodies in there. I like that. That's good. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. And this is when the curtain closes. Right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you, Budapest. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>